As one of the world's most renowned motivational speakers, Les Brown is a dynamic personality and highly sought-after resource in business and professional circles for Fortune 500 CEOs, small business owners, nonprofit and community leaders from all sectors of society looking to expand opportunity. For three decades he has not only studied the science of achievement, he's mastered it by interviewing hundreds of successful business leaders and collaborating with them in the boardroom translating theory into bottom-line results for his clients. Les Brown Power Voice Show will take you on a journey to become one of the world's greatest speakers. He will take you through an experience to make money from speaking. If you are ready to learn what he teaches students, join his Power Voice Academy. But until then, tune in each week to learn nuggets to help you get started. Episode 1 will start your experience with less. You will learn about capturing your audience, speaking from the heart, and so much more. Grab your paper, pen, popcorn, soda, or coffee. Season 1, Episode 1 begins now. You first find out their goal, number one. Number two, you affirm them. You say to them, you have something special. You have greatness in you. You can do more than you can ever begin to imagine. So I want you to think about your goals and dreams and whatever they are, your personal life, your professional life, your financial goals, whatever they are, I want you to expand them because I found that most people fail in life not because they aim too high and miss. Most people fail in life because they did like I did, aim too low and hit. Could have been doing this 14 years ago, but I didn't believe in me. And so the people that, that make things happen, ladies and gentlemen, they decide that it's possible and that it's necessary. And where you are right now, because you're not um, going to allow yourself to be gobbled up by the competition, where you are right now, because you want to expand your market share where you are right now, you want to dominate rather than just survive, I can say to you that it's necessary that you up your game. Yes, yo, yes. What got you here won't keep you here nor take you where you want to go. And you know this. I'm not telling you anything that you don't know. It's common sense, but not common practice. Let me pause here. So the first step, I, I did my research to find out what was it that they wanted to achieve. The second step, I affirm them and say in the setup of the presentation, you can make this happen. You've got something special. You've got greatness in you. The third thing that I do, I back into my story because this speech is about them. So I back into my story. Did you see how I did it? I just shake your heads because I can see you. Did you see how I backed into my story? As you look at yourself and look at your goals, as you think about breaking out and, and, and taking your revenue to another level, it's possible. And, and I, I want you to shake someone's hand on your right and left and say, it's possible. It's possible. Yes, indeed, it's possible. I don't know you, but I know you've got greatness in you. I don't know you. I know this about you, that what you've done is only a tip of the iceberg of what's possible for you. I don't know you, but based upon my own life experience, born in an abandoned building on a floor with a twin brother, being adopted, 
being labeled educable, mentally retarded. But let's leave my story out. Here's what I know about you. That in order to achieve the goals that you want to achieve, that you're going to have to overcome some stuff. I was talking to a young lady named Tracy, and, and Tracy has given me permission to talk about the fact that when she was coming up, she went through a lot. Her grandfather violated her. And here she was, five and helpless. The people who should have been protecting her violated her. But she decided, even though she went through some struggles, even though she had appeared in her life, she lost herself. Even though she had some moments in her life, she lost her footings, but she came to a place where she said to herself, this is not me. And this is where you are, that you know you can do more. This is not you. I want you to shake someone's hand on your right and left and say, let's get ready to dominate. Let's get ready to dominate. Let's get ready to dominate. And what she did, she made a decision that she was going to release the life that she was living, the people, the places, and the things, and that she was going to surrender to her greatness. And she made some new choices, and she raised the bar on herself and the standards that she held for herself. And that's available to all of us. Choose ye this day whom ye shall serve. You're here because you know that your dream is possible. I didn't do what I'm doing because I was suffering from possibility blindness. I couldn't see myself doing this, not having a college education. I couldn't see myself competing with people with PhDs and MBAs. I couldn't see myself doing it. Trust me on this. Just because you can't see it does not mean that you can't do it. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor is in the heart of mankind what God has in store for you. If you're willing to trust yourself and know that it's possible, living out of your imagination rather than out of your history, that it's possible that you can rebuild your life. That it's possible the millions of people that have lost their jobs, that they can create new jobs and new avenues of earning money. That they can control their own personal economy. That it's possible that where you are right now, you can understand and know this is not your rightful place. Your rightful place is where your thoughts have brought you. Your true place is where your thoughts can take you. Maya Angelou said that most people in life they go so far and then they park. Hmm, I understand about that. Not only did I park, I didn't even turn on my emergency lights. I didn't want anybody stopping and say, hey, are you out of gas? Hey, do you need some jumping cables? No, no, I parked. I went through a divorce from somebody that I love very much. I parked. I was struggling to, to take care of my mother and my best friend, Boo, died way to go to a, a liver transplant. I parked. I, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. I parked. I, I got so many blows from life. Sometimes life can hit you so hard, you're senseless. So you, so you've seen a fight where a fighter was boxing in and the opponent was hitting so hard and he never raised his hands to defend himself. And the referee had to step in and stop it. That's what happened to me. But I've got a saying, 
And what inspired was Muhammad Ali, when he first got knocked down by Joe Frazier, the millennials don't know anything about this. Howard Cosell said, why did you get up so quickly? He said, when I looked around and saw where I was, I said, a canvas is no place for a champion. It's befitting that I leave the game just like I came in, beating a big, bad monster who knocks out everybody and no one can whoop him. That's when that little Cassius Clay from Louisville, Kentucky came up and stopped Sonny Liston, the man who annihilated Floyd Patterson twice. He was going to kill me. But he hit harder than George. His reach was longer than George. He's a better boxer than George. And I'm better now than I was when you saw that 22-year-old undeveloped kid running from Sonny Liston. I'm experienced now, professional. Jaws been broke, been lost, knocked down a couple of times. I'm bad. Been chopping trees. I done something new for this fight. I done wrestled with an alligator. That's right. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. That's bad. Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. Man, dude. Man, fast, fast. Fast, last night I cut the light off my bedroom, hit the switch, was in the bed before the room was dark. Incredible. Fast. Incredible. And you, George Fullman, all of you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. All of you. I know you got him. I know you got him picked. But the man's in trouble. I'm going to show you how great I am. There's something in you that says, I can do more. Before the world ever knew or started using the word influencer, this man was influencing the world. You have something special. You have greatness within you. The godfather of greatness himself, Mr. Les Brown. If you want to do anything worthwhile in life, you've got to be hungry. Imagine being able to work with him on a weekly basis in live workshops. There are people that have already taken advantage of this opportunity, and he is creating amazing speakers around the world. Every day that we wake up and we overcome the trials and tribulations that come our way, make us more than conquerors. You gotta look your haters in the eye. You gotta look your situation in the eye. They're living a legendary life because they're committed to be a legend. I chose to tune out the noise of the problem that I was facing and tune in to the possibility that those voices were giving me. Their stories are changing lives, not only for their families, their friends, but in their community and ultimately in the world. Write a new story, one of victory, resilience, and accountability. So no matter where you are right now in your life, I wanna encourage you to pull those dreams off the shelf, dust them off, get a plan of action together and execute on that plan like your life depends on it. You can become a part of this Power Voice Summit community and be a part of the Power Voice system by just going to powervoicetraining.com. There are people that have already taken advantage of this opportunity. Get started today. I've got a saying that life knocks you down, try and land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. Help me somebody, oh, behave well. <laughs> oh, now let me park right here, up it here, up it here. Now what I'm doing, I'm, in, I'm integrating some other elements and I'm, I'm gonna walk through this with you. So I want you to write down energy, 
passion, your pacing, and your conviction, and examples. So now, the, what you're doing now is creating an experience for the audience. This is why I want you to listen to Choosing Your Future, because you're going to see many examples of this. And as you listen to it over and over and over again, you'll be able to anticipate, oh, I know where he's going right now. I know what he's about to do. He's going to make them laugh. And after that, he's going to come up with a point that he's going to drive home to get them in their heart. Why? The mind shuts down. The heart opens up. And when I come back with a quote or some direction and they gather the wits, the heart closes up with me in there. Now, we're going to move around up in here, up in here. We're going to ignite other areas of their mind and their heart to get them moving in another direction. Oh, this is surgery we're doing up in here. You're going to be a cardiologist and a brain surgeon when I get through with you. All right now. So as you look at yourself, look at your goals and look at your dreams. I talked today with Tracy and Tracy, she, she was on the call last week. And she shared some things out of her story. And then I walked her through some stuff. Here's something I want you to think about with your story. The best speakers make the fewest words go the farthest. The best speakers make the fewest words go the farthest. And number two, you don't want to tell the whole story. Why? Because if it's really dramatic and horrific, like Stacy's, the audience will not be able to go forward with you. You just want to give them a sliver. You, you don't want them to get stuck back there. You want them to move forward with you. And here's something else. You want pacing, passion, you want humor, you want quotes, you want examples. Why? Because, and write this down, there are audiences inside of each audience. In each audience. And so your goal is to reach them. Some people just want to laugh. Some people want some information. Some people want to be inspired. Some people are just analytical and, and you've got to provide some statistics or quotes or studies that say, oh, okay. He's done his own work. When I spoke for Profini and Associates, and I did my homework on them, that they they knew it. And he said at the end of my presentation, I want every speech you got left. I pay for it. 
because of all the speakers he had, no one came in and asked him, give me five things you want included in this presentation. Now, here's something major that's going to get a lot of business for you. When he put those five things down, I make sure I cover those five points in the area of it's possible. Why? Because he wrote the check. <laughs> I want him to be glad he wrote the check. I want him to be saying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want him to know that I heard him and I want him to refer his friends who can write that kind of check too. <laughs> so when I get through it, I get my static ovation. I said, and his theme was, and still is, oh, we're never too busy for referrals. And I said to him, when I got through and he was giving me a standing ovation, I said, I'm never too busy for referrals. I, in fact, what I'd like for you to do can I use your name? Could you give me a list of people that you know that can use my kind of presentation that's in your industry? Why? All of the people that you speak for, associations, they're in organizations with other people. You don't want to just assume that they're going to recommend you. No, you want to prompt them. You want to train them. You want to write this down, fry, you want to fry the fish while the grease is still hot. <laughs> while it's still all fried up. You want to, look here, that's, that's what you want to do. You want to close on them then. And I can tell you the average speaker get, according to the National Speakers Association, about 25 calls a year. I get over 3,000. Over 3,000 a year because I take the time to do my research to know what their goals are. I talk to the CEO to find out what he's looking for. And then I ask him, can you give me the names and the phone numbers of the five top performers that are in alignment in terms of their performance and what they're achieving? the leaders of your company, can you give me their information? I'd like to interview them separately. And the reason for this interview is to collect stories from them. How did you get here? What, you, they tell me that you've been doing this and you're a top performer. What's the difference between you and the people that I'm gonna be speaking to? You know, the, the 2080 rule is still in effect, that the majority of the business is always done by 20% of the people, 80%. They're just doing just enough to get by. So I want to know what they're doing. And I use their stories. I take notes. Or I record it with my phone. And I listen to, you know, I was talking to Nancy. Nancy's been with the company for three years. And Nancy told me that one of the deals she closed on, the reason that she was able to get the deal, that Nancy pays attention to what the client is saying. See, people can smell commission breath. Nancy, she asks questions and listen. And once she listens, 
then she's speaking in alignment with what the customer shared with her. Write this down. Never let what you want to say get in the way of what your audience wants to hear. Wow. Wasn't that an amazing episode? Let us recap on what Les taught us. Always conduct research before preparing your speech. Do not set your bar too low. Up your game. Seek to dominate. Surrender your greatness. Remember, energy, passion, pacing, conviction, examples. Be sure to tune in next week. Les will continue to share nuggets on becoming the next great speaker. Les will talk about energy, power of pursuit, and more. If you want Les to help create your power story, sign up for Power Voice Academy today. Thank you for watching. See you next week.